All right, so this is Matthew and Lisa Berry, and we are in our high-tech studio here, which is our bedroom. And um, you can hear the you can hear the washing, the washing machine, machine in the running. background. I'll close the door. <laughs> All right, so uh, so we are here to record just a short. Short, uh, I guess you could call this a podcast for about 20 minutes or so. I think that's our goal. And so, Elisa, I'm going to let you sort of kick it off with maybe some of the thoughts that you had to uh, guide our conversation. Sure. I think we're in a really pivotal time in the history of the church. And I think there there's a lot of stuff happening in the church uh, in, in all different denominations and, you know, arenas where it's, it's a lot of it's disheartening, to be honest. And I think that if I did not know the things that I know, I would be very discouraged. And in fact, there are a lot of people leaving the church and leaving, you know, faith in Jesus. And, and, um, and so there are some things that I think, uh, I, I wanted to talk about, like, where do we go from here? Because there are some things that you and I have been passionate about for a long time. I mean, we've been on this journey for almost, actually, it's been about 16 years now. And uh, for most of those years, we've felt uh, misunderstood and felt like, you know, the strange person <laughs> yelling on the fringes. And, and now I feel like there's, there's a lot more people who are all of a sudden going, Oh, maybe the way that we are doing church needs to change. And, you know, I think our heart is not that not to be critical towards the traditional mm-hmm. right. structure and towards the people in that structure, because most people are, are genuinely, um, doing their best to follow Jesus in the context that they have been, that they know, you know, Mm -hmm. however, I think we, we just have to, we're at a place in history where we have to admit, finally have to realize that, you know, it isn't working. Mm. So where do we go from here? (laughs) Yeah, you're right. I mean, it definitely, it, it it seems like we're in a season where various leaders of organizations are um, are you know they're being exposed for uh, for various moral failures, and um, you know we're thankful for light being shed on those things. Um, but yeah, it's like where do we go? Because I feel like what what we have seen a lot of is these organizations walk through this and then just another organization rises up in their place and with a a very similar model and it just repeats itself again and again. Mm -hmm. So I think something you, you said, um, maybe I'll just introduce a concept here, but something that, that you said that sort of triggered something for me was you were saying people, people who have been doing church a certain way. And I think that, you know, something that's really helpful is for people walking through these situations, like, 
you know, perhaps the situation down in Kansas City is to even ask themselves, what, what really is the church? What, what are sort of the, the key components of a church community? And I think that it could really be brought down into three areas. I'll just list them and then I'll turn it over to you. But I think when, when you look at what a true church community is, there are three things that a church body needs to embrace. And I would argue probably most communities only embrace two of the three. And those three things are, um, I would say it is communion with God, it's community with others, and it is actively participating in the Great Commission. So it's, it's communion with God, community with others, and commission, being commissioned and, and actively engaging with God in his mission for the world. Um, those are the three things that I think make up a church community. Yeah. Yeah. And what, what's interesting is a lot of churches would say, oh yeah, we do those things. But when you actually, when you actually look at it, you know, their idea of mission and it's, and again, like they're, they're doing their best, you know, but like a lot of times their idea of mission is, well, we are, um, giving to missions overseas, or we are, um, you know, we give away Christmas presents at, at, at Christmas time to families in need. And all of those things are good, but those things are not, um, really, you know, in a big way touching in, in, touching the lives of all the people in that community. So, you know, I would say that, and I forget where I was going to go with that. But. You know, um, something it makes me think of is, I, I think you're right. I think there's a lot of communities um, uh, out there who would say, well, yeah, we check the box on all those three things. But um, what I would argue is that um, there may, maybe the way that they embrace those three things, maybe they embrace some of some of those practices a little bit more frequently than others, right? And and we've seen this where a a Christian community will say that they embrace mission, but they treat they treat their their uh, participation in God's mission as a event that they may do like every quarter, right? Or or they do something you know, maybe the fifth Sunday of the month. Instead of having it be a lifestyle. Right, right. So like maybe to, to point out maybe the imbalance, let's let's sort of flip the tables and say, would would you think that a church community would look normal if they said, you know what, we're only going to really embrace communion with God once a quarter. Yeah, that would be weird. But But we're going to do community every week and we're going to like get out with the poor and help the poor. But, you know, you know, we're just, we're, you know, we're just not, we're just not those kind of people who do communion with God. We just, we just don't feel called. To we that. just don't feel called to that. You know, there's, there's certain people who are called to that and, and, uh, and God bless them and we'll send them money so that they can connect with God. But 
we're just going to do that maybe like once a quarter. Maybe have like we'll have like an hour, at, like every quarter, where we'll do a worship service. Yeah. So I think that the the mission of those three things, worship, community, and mission, mission is most likely the one that gets neglected. But I think like what I would like to do in these series of conversations that we're going to have, I would like to to kind of like stretch people's imaginations a little bit and paint a picture of how things could look different because it's really when you're in it when you're when you're trying to figure this out it it really feels like you're trying to imagine something out of nothing like you you just have nothing you know that something isn't right mm-hmm. but you don't know what it is that you're missing you know you don't you don't know what it is that you don't know and so i think like what I would like to do is, you know, and we don't have it all figured out either. No. But there are some things that, that we do know. And there are some things that we're learning. And there are some th- the things that we do know I am very excited about. Mm-hmm. Because I feel so empowered as a follower of Jesus to make disciples. I feel so excited about doing something that's out of the box, that fits the way God made me. I feel excited about making disciples who can make disciples who can make disciples. And I also really am excited about being a leader, but not having to have all that attention and not having to have all that burden and not having to have all that pressure, you know, of being somehow at the top, you know, and then, and then what if I fall? I mean, if I fall, it's still going to affect people. But do you know what I mean? It's, it's like, there are some things that about, I think, the way that the church needs to be going forward that are really going to provide a lot more safety for leaders. Yeah, you know, I think that, I think the opportunity that is before us, and I don't think that it, I don't think there's any like certain event that has triggered this, like, you know, we've been doing this for, we've been doing this for 15 years, but I think that we, we are alive during a transitional season in the history of the church, at least in, at least in the West. And, and I would even go so far as to argue that it, it could be as revolutionary as, um, as, as the great awakening um, is the first or second great awakening or sure. the, the Protestant reformation. But the, the, the difference is, um, it's going to be on a small scale and what it is going to look like. It is going to elevate the biblical concept of the priesthood of all believers that every believer is not only able to participate in God's mission, but um, they are called to participate in God's mission. And equipped. And what part of the reason why we're doing this this recording, this series of recordings, and some of the other things that we're doing in our community is is to equip people to be able to identify the passions that God has put in their heart and connect those with the needs in their community and realize that they can actually follow Jesus and do church in the everyday spaces of life. And it's as these large church structures come crumbling, sort of tumbling down, 
the response doesn't need to be, well, let's go and build a better structure and build it up into something of the same size. It can be, we can actually reimagine what church looks like on a small scale and like recapture what the church was like in the book of Acts, like when it was really a a viral grassroots movement of everyday normal people without degrees and without ordination papers and without all those trappings, they were just simply loving Jesus and connecting with other people who were hungry. Right. And what, what I believe is God's heart is that whatever, whatever we do, it has to be reproducible. It has to be so that anyone who has a pure heart and loves Jesus can do it. And I think you and I, we've been experimenting for the past 15 years <laughs> and we've made probably every mistake in the book or except we haven't well, We've there's, made many mistakes there, there's a few mistakes that we have not made, probably because of hurt that we experienced. And we were very careful not to make those mistakes. So I think there are some mistakes that we haven't made, but we have made a lot of mistakes. And we've also learned some things. And I'm just excited to be able to share, you know, over the next few weeks, share some of the things that, that we feel like God has showed, shown us. And I just want to list out before we close out, just list. I don't know how much time we have. We have, we have a few minutes. Um, just sort of list out. We don't need to talk about them right now, but list out some of the things that we want to be talking about in the future. And I'm sure you have some things. I know like for me, I want to talk about turning the pyramid structure of leadership upside down. I feel like that is so important um, for so many reasons, but it, it that is something I, I just, I cannot, I cannot compromise on. Um, that's one thing. Another thing is how, how do you, how can you start making, how can a normal person start making disciples? How do you plant a church? How do you <laughs> I know you're laughing because you're thinking what I'm thinking, but um, how do you have community? How you find community? How can you find deep, satisfying, nurturing community? Because people are so hungry for that. And it's God's will that people should have that. He wants his family. He wants his children to have that. That is of God. You know, there's some of these questions that I, I'd like to to talk about because I'd like to I'd like to share some things that would equip a few of my friends to be able to find the ans- an answer that they've been longing for, you know? Yeah. And I think, <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's, I, I could rattle off a list of things to, that I'd like to cover too. But I think the thing that comes to mind that, that I would just like to share for people who are listening to this, who may be hurting, um, may feel um, disoriented and maybe even just beginning on this journey is, uh, sort of two things. So first it is very common when, uh, you leave one system or one structure, you're, you know, it's the analogy of the pendulum, right? So you, it's very normal to want to swing in the, in the, in the 
furthest direction from the place of pain that you've experienced or from that point of disillusionment. So just be aware that you're probably going to swing far into the opposite direction. And as we're, as we're talking about like doing things simply and every person being, uh, being called and, and participating in God's mission, it may sound a lot like there's no structure, but actually we've discovered that it's actually really helpful to have some structure and some frameworks. And we can talk about that. But the other piece of advice that I would, I would give, um, and maybe this might be one of the last things I say since we're getting close to time, but it was the advice that was given to us by a very, um, dear friend who we've sort of lost touch over the years. Uh, but she told us, she told us, uh, early on in our journey, she said, you know, I just believe that the Lord wants you to play. And what she meant by that is to feel the freedom to follow Jesus and try new things and not take yourself too seriously. And when you make a mistake, just chalk it up to immaturity and, and to move on. And, and I think that that is probably even a pretty big culture shift for people um, who are leaving a traditional you know, maybe the legacy system um, is, you know, sort of a worry that they're going to do something wrong. And I think that, you know, you can just play. Yeah. And also like he is able to keep you from falling, as it says in the scripture, he is mm-hmm. able to keep you from falling. And, and also I want to address spiritual covering and yeah. spiritual authority because yeah, we're both smiling right now. <laughs> I mean, we, we believe in, uh, we believe in mutually, mutually honoring one another, submitting yourselves one to another, but, but we do not subscribe to the idea that there is a, 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 a individual or an organization that somehow spiritually covers you. um, And like, you're going to be in danger if you step out from underneath that. I mean, we are. We as followers of Jesus are so, so secure in him. You know, we went through a season of time early on in our journey where we weren't going to, we we weren't going to a church. And you know what? A few years, actually. You know what? Jesus kept us and like we grew and flourished in him, even though we didn't have like a community that we had found yet. To yeah. be able to get plugged into. But that's a story for another time. Yeah. But I'm glad you brought it up. And I look forward to having more of these conversations. So, yeah, I, I think we're probably going to post this on... We're, we're part of like a Slack with um, some other missional communities. So we may post it there. It may find its way into other places. But um, we, we are always open to talk and connect for a relationship, um, just as a disclaimer. And because it really irks me, I just want to say right from the get go, we have no intentions here of trying to recruit people into a training program or build a following. We are not interested in building a following. (laughs) Um, we will never ask you for money. We will never make a plea for some sort of coaching program. So, 
I just want to say that right up front. But if you want to find us, you can find us. You can find us. You'll you find can us. find us. You'll find You'll us. You'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. Okay. <laughs> so that's the that that's the first uh, first chat here, um, Matthew and Elisa. What were we going to call this? It doesn't really matter. Doesn't matter. Point. Yeah. Just conversations. We're people. Yeah. All right. See ya.